PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. Drewster and Chris, get in with this. Don't you know Jesus has risen? <laughs> he, Jesus is a lich king. Jesus is a lich king. He's come back from the dead. Technically, he's a lich because... Why do you? I forget. Oh, hang on. Let me find the... We, we mention this every Easter. Happy Easter, guys. It's Cinema Crespity. So, episode 430. That will be... Cuarenta, cien y treinta. Treinta, oh I'll, boy. I'll do my yearly reading of this Jesus was a lich me. Ladies and gentlemen, the yearly reading from the book of Drew. Yeah. Uh, this Easter, remember, Jesus was not a zombie. He was not mindless, nor did he consume anyone. Nor was he a ghoul or a white. Although his soul and intellect were intact, he was not a rotting corpse. He was not a vampire. While he transubstantiated wine into blood, he never drank it from a person. Jesus was not a ghost, nor was he a wraith. He was corporal and still had his wounds. It is clear, Jesus was a lich. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. A lich is created by a powerful magician. There's more. Shut up. There's more. Shut up. (laughs) Or king, striving for eternal life, uses spells or rituals to bind his soul to his animated corpse and thereby achieves immortality. Yes, son. Liches are depicted as being clearly cadaverous, their bodies still bearing the wounds they received before their death. Liches often have the power of necromancy, which allowed them to bring the dead back to life. 
And therefore, Jesus was a lich. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. That's why you come here, not for that bullshit Resurrection Sunday nonsense. You come here for the truth about his Lord, our Lord and Savior. Jesus the Lich King. Jesus the Lich King. We shall crown him. That kind of sounds like uh, some sort of uh, World of Warcraft campaign. I was going to say, it sounds like a Stephen King character. (laughs) At the end of the stand, you fight uh, Jesus the Lich King. Uh, guys, how's it going? We have a lot to talk about, and really, we shouldn't be dicking around with all this stuff about our Lord and Savior, because first off, he will smite thee well, I mean, for your sacrilege. That, that all depends on which God you're worshiping. Are you worshiping uh, Old the Testament one, the one and true, The one and true God, thank you very much. Which uh, one? Excuse me. Well, the Old Testament or the New Testament? The, the, one, the, the one that I have faith in, thank you. The Old Testament or the New Testament? It's, it, it, it's, uh, it's, uh, Two very different gods. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. <laughs> The Old Testament God was a wrathful, vengeful, vengeful uh, petty, Pe- very, very smitey. Uh, into cancel culture, yeah. he was like, <laughs> he was like, you know what, Noah? Uh, for, all right, Sodom, Gomorrah, you gone. <laughs> you know that's uh, not, and not you know enough. What? We're you, just gonna you know flood what? the earth. Everybody else too. Fuck y'all. Yeah, y'all canceled. Y'all Humans flooded. are canceled. Humans <laughs> have been canceled. And Noah's like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Oh, he's not around yet. No, not yet. And then, uh, and then God's like, you know what? Maybe I'm harsh on these people. Let me send uh, my son, who is me, down to earth to experience uh, the joys and pleasures and pains of a man, uh, temptations, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Die for the sins of all mankind. A horrible death. A horrible, torturous, long, drawn out a death. Horrible, torturous death, uh, as depicted beautifully by our Lord and Savior <laughs> Mel Gibson. And uh, then he comes back from the lich, lich, yeah. lich king. Th- yeah. Then he becomes a lich and he raises some which then allow, corpses. Which then allows that same wrathful, vengeful, petty god to be like, peace unto thee, be cool, bro. <laughs> Just like, you have free will, but also I know what you're going to do. Or maybe his son really got into hash. You know what? <laughs> Afghan mountains. He did spend 40 days in the desert without any food. Oh, that's a peyote trip, guys. He's out there <laughs> talking to snakes and shit. He was, he was on stuff. And then his followers were on stuff. I was like, man, he was walking on water. Did you see that? That was crazy. He turned one fish into a thousand. And then, like... You see pe- this shit? And then people think Jesus was cool, but, like, he came across a fig tree once, and uh, he, like, tried one of the figs, and it didn't taste good. And he was like, bah, I... Curse this fig tree and all figs from its future and all future generations. Like, why is Jesus cursing this rando fig yeah, tree? Yeah. And then uh, turning over the, the money lender tables and stuff in the yeah. temple and all that. He was like a more like a Zach De La Roca of uh, <laughs> of the time, but on peyote was what was happening. I mean, that's about right. That's why he's like, I'm pretty sure I'm good. Guys. <laughs> pretty, pretty sure I'm guy, but I'm also but, sure he's my dad. He's my dad, and I'm also pretty sure you're God. But oh yeah, you know what? there's the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is in all of us. Are we all God? Here's my body. Here's my blood. The second let's tr- get fucked up. Let's get fucked up. Uh, we need a table for twenty six. There's only thirteen of you. We're all gonna sit on the same side. <laughs> so stupid. By that I mean us in the show. Yeah. Um, speaking of God. Two gods fought each other this <laughs> past weekend. Two old gods. Two old gods. Two old titans. Godzilla versus Kong. Also the gods of uh, commerce versus uh, convenience. Well, people no. leave the theaters or leave their homes after a year of pandemic uh, to go to the movie theaters to see Godzilla versus Kong. Guess what, Drew? They did. I, I hope they did. They, they, should, they, they should have. I kind of wish that I had. Um, when did you see it? Today? Yeah. You know, Easter miracle for you? Mm-hmm. Uh Regals have opened up partially across the country here in town, the Waterford Lakes and uh, 
thankfully for for me, the Winter Park Regal are the two that are open here. And uh, Orlando was the number nine out of the top ten markets for Godzilla versus Kong nice. ticket sales over the the five day Easter weekend. Uh, the movie has made fifty, almost fifty million dollars over those five days, cool. which makes it uh, the, the movie that made like the biggest opening weekend and the most amount of money in that time since March of last yeah. year. Uh, Wonder Woman topped out, I think. No, it had an opening. What was it? Wonder Woman made forty-eight million dollars, forty-four million dollars, and this made forty-eight in its opening weekend. People want to go back to the theater. No. It's happening. People also need to know. I posted on Instagram a couple pictures of me at the theater, literally let people know, hey, it's happening again. And both times, someone posted. Holy shit! Yeah, a comment. Regal's open? <coughs> You're doing a bad job of letting people know. Mm-hmm. But they're open again. So uh, I did go see Godzilla vs. Kong. A cool advantage of it being on HBO, I came home. Rewatched it. <laughs> did a couple dabs. I was like, let me put this baby on <laughs> and watch some of my favorite scenes yeah. and rewatch it. And And... I can confirm, obviously, it don't hit the same at home. No. It does not. I I, I was watching some of the fight scenes. Even just some of the set design. Like, when it goes full Tron mode. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Whoa. When it goes full Tron mode. The the most neon Beijing or Hong Kong, wherever they were. When when we get Godzilla vs. Kong 2049, uh, when it it clicks into that, I I was really like, God damn it. Like, this is... this. This is being really cool on the big screen. It, it is really cool on the big screen, and uh, the sound design does a lot wow. for you in, in and a some couple of those, ways. And some of those, uh, man, uh, I guess was it Creed when they still or With arms wide open? No, the uh, the boxing movie. This had yeah. a lot of influence from that, like the way, like when Kong got. When, when Kong and Godzilla, some of them time, they would get hit by another, yeah. and then it would do that POV, but outside where you're falling down with him, but you see his face the whole time. Yeah, the camera is like fixed yeah. on the fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There is... Uh, I was like, you motherfuckers stole that from Creed. From Creed. It's, like, <laughs> it's like they took giant monsters, but they shot it like a couple of people. Yeah, uh, boxing. Which is interesting for, yeah. for some of it. I like when they were nailing the... Um, the from the street perspective, yes. or, or any any or from inside buildings, yeah, uh-huh. where it oh, like, that, there's a lot. Where, where, where it's like you're just stuff. sitting in the office, and all of a sudden you see them like go one way, go the other, and yeah. then you cut. Then they come through the wall, and, at then, you. and then they come at you. Like, oh, that that person's dead. Okay, so many people oh, would have died. Hundreds of millions, millions. And at yeah. one point, Lance Reddick has one scene, one line. Yes, not even one scene, nope. one shot. Yes, one shot. One shot, one line where he goes, uh, something, something evacuated everyone. Uh-huh. Yeah. But but you're like, no, no way. No, no way. fucking way. They're like, all dead. Like, Gojira like, no, Ave- just showed up. Yeah, like it, it, like Avengers style, that many people died. Yeah, it's so like, fu- Millions. Uh, which movie? People bitch so hard about Man of Steel, but then they end up making that a goddamn plot point. Yeah. Uh, people bitch so much. I think was it Man of Steel about the the... Loss of life, the secondary loss of life from these final battles yeah. in these movies. People finally realize, wait, aren't wouldn't people be dying and all these? Like, yes, like every like time, all those office buildings would be full of people. <laughs> when, when, when Kong was jumping from aircraft yeah. carrier to aircraft carrier and stomping on jets, I'm like, are those people in those jets? Maybe. And then later they establish there are some people yeah. in some of these uh-huh. jets at least. Yeah. Yes, um, people 
so much collateral damage, damage in these movies. Yeah. Um, so then they start throwing in lines about we evacuated everyone. Even in Pacific Rim, they demonstrate like these are the evacuation procedures. Yeah. They go to these <laughs> underground things. Like, come on, there's no way all these people are getting yeah. out. It'd be like Cloverfield. I mean, they did the same thing here. The they, had, they had the quote unquote Titan shelter. Yeah, they had <laughs> shelters, but then they also had shots of people running around yeah. like pretty close to the action. Oh yeah, so at all least they, yeah. It's, oh my god, it's so funny. Cloverfield style. Yes, oh, I love Cloverfield. The um. That neon fight scene, all the fight scenes, I really enjoyed all the fight scenes. The fight scenes were really good, and and the all the the lighting for everybody else, like he he found a way to use neon in every <laughs> scene, every, every shot possible. Whenever they go to like the um like the underground facilities or whatever, it's like all the doors have red lighting yeah. around them for uh-huh. no reason. Yep. Yeah, it's, it was it was great. I love like it. Like I said, Fultron. All, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whether in those uh, uh, like the HVACs. Oh yeah. yeah, all those things are like yeah, the, they look like the, they look like the light mode. bikes and stuff. I, yeah. I love it. He did it say. So cool. I saw an interview, a blip of an interview where Wingard said that he took, like he liked parts of. Kong Skull Island in terms of tone. Yeah. He liked the and ri- color. And color, right? Yeah. So he, he he took some of that from that. He took the the approach to realism in Godzilla, the very first one. And then he took the um the approach to the the, the, the conspiracy stuff yeah. from from King of the Monsters. And that's what he pulled from those three movies. So like he says, I have the advantage of having these three other movies come out and being part of the audience and knowing what people like and what they don't like and knowing what I like and what I don't like. Did you hear that one? Yeah. Uh, the guest style music cube. Oh, dude. He, all, he, threw, he the, threw in there. Dude, the, all, well, the, whole, the whole soundtrack the is The whole amazing. soundtrack, yeah. It, it was, I was like, this is, this is definitely, it's like, it's man. A, it's a good score. It's like, the Adam Weingart is like, okay, so he really likes synth music, yes. and he really likes neon, and he finds a way to put that in every movie. He squeezes <laughs> them in, uh, like, fuck, yeah. we'll make this work. During the opening credits, where I like how all these Godzilla King Kong movies now have the same style opening credits. Yes, where, where it's just a flood of weird information and yeah. cool infographics. And then all the credits are like uh, being redacted yeah. as you read them and yep. stuff. Yeah, that's really that's really slick. Uh, I'm going to pull up, I, I want to pull up this specific, because when this song, there's one song that he uses. First off, during the credits, um, I was noticing, I was like, man, this like music is really banging. Yeah. So I was keeping an eye on this, I was like, all right, who does the music, who does the music? And finally I said, music by, uh, what's his name, Tom Holkenberg, uh, the Junkie XL guy. Oh, okay. Bad Max Fury yeah. Road, the the restored Zack Snyder Justice League, what, when Wonder Woman scores like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, let me see. So he uses this one music cue though, a needle drop. When Eleven and Ricky Baker, yeah, team R- up. when Ricky Baker showed up, I was like, yes! It's like, like thank God someone to care about <laughs> our boy Ricky Baker. And he's like, I call accent. I'm, I'm, I'm Kiwi. Don't matter. Uh, when they jump in his brother's wizard van, yeah, and they and they drive off. All right, I'm gonna look up like uh, this music cue star. I was like, oh my God, this is so. Uh, 80s synth techno yeah, neon up, awesome it's like it's like it's the sound of neon Chris. yes yes it is the sound of neon <laughs> I'm writing that down <laughs> it's the sound of neon the sound of the sound of neon and not that horrible buzz sound no. but the sound that you hear when you look at a, a still image from Blade Runner 2049 exactly um, it, they're called Vanity and Makeup Set is the group but I had to look that up I didn't know I just I recognized the song immediately like I know this is on one of my random playlists, playlists. Uh, but I, I couldn't Makeup and vanity set. What did I say? Did I say vanity and makeup set? Something like that. It's stuff. It's, yeah. it's not this one, but it's stuff like this. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is it this one? Is it this one? 
I can't recall now. It was off this album for sure. Um, I'm just going to let this play because it's so good anyway. <laughs> yeah, it is crazy how... Maybe that's what Blair Witch needed. A banging soundtrack. A banging soundtrack. And more neon. And way more neon. <laughs> Random neon in those Blair Witch woods. Like, why is there neon? <laughs> oh, that's the Blair Witch woods. <laughs> Where's that music coming from? And they start running around. They just run into like different concerts in the woods, but then it's all full of like raving Blair Witches. And it's, and it's something fucked up and crazy. Uh, yeah, that's what that needed. It, it's fucking... Super cool. I think the movie is a lot of fun. He minimizes the human Stupid stuff. Stupid human bullshit. Yeah, it's pretty minimal, I think, for considering... Like, yes, it's this song. When this started playing, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I know this song. And, and, it, and then it actually pulled me out of the movie yeah. for like the next minute as I was like racking my brain. What, what the hell is happening in this? Uh, and then you know what else pulled me out of the movie? Is how within... Five minutes of it starting, ten minutes. Brian Tyree Henry is introduced as a podcaster. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And him the truth having podcast. Yeah, yeah. the tr- Titan Truth Titan podcast. Truth. Yeah. And uh, him, his podcast being like actually part of the plot and getting people to run around. And then at the very end, he's he sees uh, Kyle Chandler's like, character. Hey, you want to be on a podcast? Yeah, so be a <laughs> fucking guest. Like it's so embarrassing and so accurate. <laughs> so accurate oh I hate it I love it at the same time and I hated it so funny yeah when this song was playing I was like holy shit then I came home and I had to look it up uh, great score great soundtrack I think it's a f- fucking fun movie it, I mean for me out of these what now we got four monster movies four of them now four of so the new two, six, God- two Godzillas <laughs> Kong Skull Island and Kong vs. Godzilla yes this is easily number two under Kong Skull Island I, I want to I, I mean that's the thing so Skull Island I've had the chance to rewatch it marinate I really enjoyed this just hit you know so I gotta give it a bit I kinda wanna be like 1A 1B Skull Island and then this right under it I could see like liking coming back to wanting to watch this movie down the road, way down the road, more often in Skull Island, just because it's a little crazier. Well, Skull Island's wild, but this one is it still had more. Here are the people, we're going down like Dear Billy and all this stuff. We're well, gonna establish Shay Wiggum and his PTSD. This no. is just like he's a podcaster, the, the girl who gives a shit, monsters, monster fight, monster <laughs> fight, monster fight. Uh, I love maybe this part's a little spoilery. Uh, I've seen this in interviews. I mean, I've known about this going into it without even seeing trailers. I love the middle core, the Earth stuff. Yeah. Jules Verne. Yeah. H.G. Wells shit. Yeah. I won't say like what we saw in there, but some of that imagery, you oh, know, yeah. like the cool things oh, they dude, did with the, like, gravity and the, stuff. That and the, the symbol on the ground. Yes. With the, that, <laughs> that was cool. I saw that and I was like, oh. That is awesome. It was, the. it's a, like big, big ideas. Oh, super huge ideas. Yeah, but, but they're not, plotting it's a an hour and 50 minutes yeah no no, exactly they get there and they're not there for that long (laughs) Mm -mm. then it gets to a fight i enjoyed all the fights uh i like how um the eventual reveal of the ultimate bad guy and uh you know the big final fight and all that stuff yeah so much fun it was a lot of fun i was like man come on yeah Uh, i'm seeing some people obviously no, people aren't. No movie is gonna like. No one's gonna like every movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right? yeah. Nothing's gonna hit 100 yeah. percent across the board. But when I see people posting like, "Eh, it was okay," or uh, maybe they're disappointed by it, I'm like, what, what else do you want from these movies, well, they, man? They, 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 they want the miracle that is Kong Skull Island. They want both 
the human and monster stories to, to work to, 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 to both, both work, work and both be there. Yeah, in this, <laughs> in this one, they really just push the human stuff aside. Which as was much fine. As, yes, which is fine. And Adam Wingard said, I think I said this on the show before, he said that if there was to be a three-hour version of this movie, it would not be an extra hour of monsters. It would be an extra hour of humans, and no one wants that shit. Yeah. He wanted to go boom, boom, boom. He's very much a proponent of... He's the opposite of the Russo brothers. He's no. like, if you can't tell a story under two hours, then what are you doing? Like, you better be making something amazing if your movie's over two yeah. hours. I don't think he's made a single movie over two hours yet. Um, we'll see what happens with Face Off and the Thundercats movie that he has uh, coming next. Uh, those are his next <sighs> two films, which is fucking wild. Adam Weingart's Thundercats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, man, there's going to be... So much neon and chrome. Uh, no. Imagine the neon's really going to fit in Face Off. Yeah. You know he's going to go nuts with that. Oh, yeah. Um, it's going to fit Thundercats, too. It's a fucking, fucking cartoon movie. So, so Thundercats, Wingard admitted, now it's an admission because it's so embarrassing, but it, it's going to work in all of our favors. When he was 15 years old, he was handwriting a Thunder Thundercats screenplay at, at the age of 15. Yeah. And it was like... Over th- almost 300 pages long, and uh, he said he was like showing it to other kids in his class and friends, and they were all like laughing at him and shit. But he's like, whatever, fuck. He loved Thundercats yep. that much, and now that he has the opportunity to make the movie, he's like, I've been literally preparing my whole life, my whole life <laughs> for this fucking thing. And he also something about how he wants it to be as close to like the 80s cartoon as possible in terms of the look and feel of it. So I'm interested in what he does. But first, I definitely want that. Uh, I mean, I That's just face off too. I just want to see what sort of weird trippy bullshit I'm gonna get when fucking Lionel puts that sword to his face. Oh my god, <laughs> so wild! There is a straight up like 2001 Space Odyssey Stargate sequence in this fucking thing. Yeah. It, oh my god, <laughs> it's gonna be bonkers. It's a fun, fun movie. I really enjoyed it, and I do recommend for sure seeing it in theaters. Like those, no. the action scenes hit harder. There's a character in the movie who's deaf. And yeah. her and her 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 sensory like in Sound of Metal, her sensory plays a part in the storytelling yes. of it. And obviously, in a theater with a lot of speakers, it's where a you big can feel bass. The, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you feel it. Yeah, yeah. When she's feeling the heartbeat, you're feeling the heartbeat. Yeah. When I'm at home, I got to turn that speaker way up for it to be like. You see, I don't. I've got really good. A good sub. I've got a really good sub, and it's close to me too. I don't have. I got a sound bar, but I don't have a subwoofer. I got a sub. I'm like, fuck it. I just ain't trying to blow out my my neighbors. Yeah, I probably. I got a good. Yeah, they they probably got blown out this morning. (laughs) 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 Happy Easter, dickheads. Yeah, yeah. I was watching that shit eight a.m. That's awesome. That's fun. Godzilla v Kong. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, thumbs up. Yeah, it's super enjoyable. Neon soaked monster madness. Um. It is truly the sound of neon, which is the sound of a, a giant lizard god screaming in the face of a giant monkey, monkey god, god screaming some, mech. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was awesome. Yeah. I was like, yes. Yes, be mad at each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. All right. Moving on. Um, I went back to the theater. This was on Friday. I, I saw Godzilla v. Kong. I went back to the theater twice yesterday. Mm-hmm. First off, ain't no one going because people don't even know it's open. Yeah. So... Uh, all three movies I went to, there was a total, all three combined, a total of 30, 35 people okay. attending those three screenings. So it was a slim, slim out there. Um, which then makes it, I mean, I'm vaccinated, I don't give a shit, but it makes it more comfortable for me to go see movies. Yeah. So whatever, I'll sit away from people. So I went and saw a matinee of Nobody. Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. From the director of Hardcore Henry. Ooh, okay. Yeah, okay. Fine. And um, Ilya, something, some Russian. Uh, 
So he does bring like a Russian, Eastern, European cinematic sensibility to his stuff, which is really cool. You know, something a little different than what we get. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is, for people who don't know what this is, <clears throat> Odenkirk is a guy who... He's just living the rut suburban lifestyle in Ohio. Wife, two kids, uh, clocking in his job every day. They establish his boring routine in a very fun, interesting way within the first couple minutes. Uh, and then, and then you get the, obviously this is what you know going into the movie. He has some sort of backstory. He's a secret badass. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, and uh, he, he has a secret, certain set of skills. Yeah, certain set of skills, uh-huh. and uh, he's just like sort of in hiding, I guess. And um, eventually, he that that shit comes out of him. Uh, but he he fucks it up. Like he goes out to fucking find a fight, and he gets it. But it's with the wrong people who are connected to the Russian mob. Then it becomes him versus the Russian mob. And uh, this movie is the tits. It's so good, <laughs> Drew. I enjoyed it so fucking much. I mean, I I don't know if it's just being happy to be back in the theater. That could be it. I'm back back in church yeah. finally after and now understanding all the Christians well, who that, are like, I gotta go back to church. Well, that and it, and it you know, I mean, it's Bob Odenkirk doing a John Wick slash Liam Neeson thing, and he's so, so. good at it. <laughs> so, I mean, he trained for two years at least to do this thing. Uh, he, great physical shape. He looks good, and he's like doing as many of his own stunts as possible. And he's also getting his ass whipped the whole time. Yeah. Like he's give he's getting as good as he gives. And it's incredibly enjoyable. And then they do a lot of things in this movie because um, it's, you know, it's like the guy grew up watching the same like 80s and 90s no. action movies that um, we're revisiting, you know, on Patreon and stuff. Right. So uh, he does all the little things that I like where for the first like hour of the movie uh, characters, they maybe someone sees a tattoo on his wrist or someone finally gets the file from the FBI and uh, they don't even explain what's going on. They're just like, I'm out. Peace. Like, guys are on <laughs> nope, your own. Nope. Yeah. I, I, I know what that is and I want nothing to do with it. It's like, thank you for your service, sir. And then he leaves. Uh, someone else is like, I don't even want to get paid. I'm, I'm leaving. Bye. Yeah. Bye. He, he's yours. And then you're just like, what the fuck? Because then they don't tell you right away. Yeah. And then eventually they do tell you who he is. And you're like, oh. It's satisfying. Yeah. His explanation is very satisfying of what his backstory is. And then there's a couple times when he does like start telling his backstory to to people that he just had to like fight or whatever, and then it cuts to him. He's like getting into it, and it cuts back to them. They're dead, yep. and he's like, "Oh man!" It's <laughs> like I'm finally trying to tell my story to people, and they keep dying on me. It's, well, it's your fault. You're the one who killed them. You're the one who's <laughs> brutally killing these people. Violent fucking movie. Uh, very violent. Very bloody. Very fun. Very, I mean. Highly recommend this movie. Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, it's got everything that I like. Yes, so. yes, sure. You would. Oh, you would love this. I'm movie. looking forward to it. I'll definitely, definitely watch it again. Um, actually, uh, I gotta say, Home Run for the most part, varying degrees of Home Runs, all three movies that I've seen this weekend, it was a good, good movie weekend. Uh, because I mean, even though this movie's a fucking at this point like a year old. Yeah. I saw Promising Young Woman. Well, it finally came out in theaters in America, and then. And it's only in and it's in a real theater as opposed to just like it was at the Enzion for like a week. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back, back in yeah. last summer, even before last summer, um, and it is available to rent now online for the the six ninety nine level. Ooh, as opposed to the twenty ninety nine level. I might, I might do that. It's worth it. It is for sure worth it if you don't want to go to a theater. Well, it's not that I don't want to. I'm not faxed yet. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's you know, that's what I'm saying for sure. Um, this is definitely a movie in terms of, like, it's stylish, great music. I enjoyed seeing it in the theater for sure. But unlike Godzilla v. Kong, 
you know, I think he could. It's minimal lossage, uh, uh, scaling down a seat at home. Yeah. Because this one is really, as opposed to Godzilla v. Kong, which is all about the spectacle and the fun and the who gives a shit about the story. Like, it's a miracle that they have a story worth caring about. Like, when they yeah. set, when they set up <laughs> at the very beginning, the, the, in the first couple minutes, Rebecca Hall, I can't believe she's in it, when, when she's like, we one Titan can't know about the other or else he'll come for him. I'm yeah. like, what, this is never what, <laughs> making up nonsense. And then it's like, who gives a shit? Don't care. We're making a movie. It's Yeah, I'm, wa- I'm about to watch a giant monkey find a giant yes. lizard in a neon-soaked city that apparently is... Completely evacuated. How? I don't know. I don't know how. I don't believe them. All right, we got we got atomic breath. We got lightning uh, axes. So fuck, many, fuck you guys. So many people die. So many. Oh, incredible. Yeah, when like the axe gets lodged into a building, and then like Kong has to rip it out, yeah. and then all the glass comes flying out. Yeah, there's it. definitely people flying along with that too. Uh, <laughs> so good. Oh, you know what? That made me movie also made me think of how much I enjoy. Um, and I think this is also because I'm watching this Corridor Crew show on YouTube uh, where the, the VFX artists react to CG. Uh, I find... Oh, your phone's making the thing. There you go. I find water simulation so satisfying in a movie. Uh, now, like when, when Kong gets super wet and he stands up and water cascades off him in a certain way. Or when he takes a shower in the morning. Yes, yeah, he dips his head in the... Yeah, it's so cool to see that. All It's all... It's all generated, and it looks so, so good. I think the same thing when I see the Mortal Kombat trailer, which I've seen now three times over the last two days. Um, whenever they create ice or, like, uh, Sub-Zero throws, like, at one point it looks like he throws snow or something. Uh, it, it looks so cool. It yeah. looks so good. Um, as opposed to fire simulations, which I think looks so ugh, not not as satisfying. Um, Promising Young Woman is a fucking dope ass movie. It's intense. It's uh got a lot to say. This movie could be called uh All Men Are Bad. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and yeah. And, uh, and that's an unequivocal. All, yes, yeah, all of them. I mean, even the dad is Clancy Brown. Oh, Clancy Brown oh, so God, good. I love me some Clancy. He's great. Um he's just like a well-meaning dodo dad. Yeah. You know, so uh the movie is not throwing also barbs man, at him. So. But, but he's also a man and he's part of the system. But you can't just call this movie All Men Are Bad because the movie also points out this bullshit patriarchal system upheld by women as well. Mm-hmm. Uh it's it's a it's a, it takes two to tango so, sort of thing. Carrie Mulligan, main character, where she in case people don't know yet, she's a uh Pretends to be drunk in nightclubs and bars to take to get quote nice guys like oh are you okay let me let me t- make sure you get home actually my home's right over here let me just take you here and rape you. and then I'm gonna be like yeah 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 them all over you and then she's like what are you doing and then freaks them out and uh, and then it's like cut to you don't know oh shit what did she do it leaves it up in the air it's interesting sometimes and then you find out later what's going on so um, and then you find out why she's doing that shit and since you're so with her it's a hundred percent like. You're you're with a character who's the one sane character in a crazy world. So she seems crazy because uh-huh. everyone else around her is so fucked up. And uh, on a macro level, what the movie is about, and I guess it's a, a good for a trigger warning for people, on a macro level, the movie is about um, how a, a sexual assault victim... Ha- will have her and I'm talking about women have would have her life change for the worse uh, but then the, the accused will be able to go on with their life so like uh, in, in, in a school situation a girl uh, gets raped she goes for help instead of 
being helped. They're like, well, were you drunk? What situation you put yourself into? Victim blaming? Yeah. Uh, so then that girl drops out. Her life goes as shit. She kills herself. The accused who we can't, well, we can't ruin this young man's life just because of some party accusations that he graduates. Well, well as and, long as they're white. Especially if they're white. Graduates, job, wife, everything. Everything that uh, the woman could have had, he has instead. So the movie is on a large level about that. So it has teeth, in a way. And then when the movie ends, oh, yeah, it's, that's a good satisfying. And they, at first, you're like, oh, that's fucked up. But then it keeps going, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's good. That's some good stuff. I enjoyed it. I can see, too, why it would be nominated for... Uh, I was surprised when it got nominated for a bunch of awards, even though it is a thin year yeah, for yeah. movies. Uh, but no, now I get now it. you get it. I think it's worth it. Yeah. I think it's good. Promising Young Woman, definitely definitely up there. Definitely up there with one of the good ones. Uh, yeah, all men. All men suck. Yeah, uh-huh. Well, people in general, <laughs> as a whole. But that, Humanity. Yeah, but then in the end, too, that's really what it's about. Yeah. People are trash, okay? All right, so um, those are the movies that I saw. I watched a couple of... Uh, couple of things here but you know what? why don't you give me a couple of things first uh i watched uh season two of solar opposites <coughs> on hulu did that just come out yep okay only like eight episodes or half hour piece oh so that's a quick one yeah yeah so i just watched the whole season all right and and it picks up where the last one left off but it's qual- just quality wise though i mean it's you watch, more, you watch the whole thing it's more the same so yeah i like it but you're not it's, like crazy about it, it it's rick and morty light yeah mm. yeah that's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's made by the same people. It's still yeah. sci-fi weirdness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Silly jokes. Mm-hmm. Some highbrow, some lowbrow. Sure, sure. Yeah, you, you need that mix. No. You don't want one or the other. You want them both. No. So I watched the whole thing. It was, like I said. So it's a thumbs up, but not like a crazy thumbs up. Yeah. It's like if you're already into that stuff, if you like Rick and Morty. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're, if you're in, into that wavelength. If yeah, if you're into adult cartoons, yeah, then yeah, yeah, by yeah. all means, watch some Solar Opposites. All right, there you go. So yeah. season two, Solar Opposites. Eight, Amazon Prime? Hulu. 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 It's a Hulu original. Okay, there you go. Very nice. Uh, on Netflix, I watched, uh, it's called, I don't even know what it stands for, but D-O-T-A, Dragon's Blood. <laughs> it, it, it's an anime based on a video game that I okay. know nothing about. Okay. So then, so then why'd you watch it? Because uh, the animation style wasn't the exaggerated anime, mm-hmm. and uh, there were uh, uh, there were people fighting giant dragons. And was, did it pay off? Were you satisfied with yeah, it? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. No, it, was, it was super violent. D-O-T-A. It's based, it's based on the video game D-O-T-A 2 by Valve. Oh, it's based on the sequel. I don't, I don't fucking know. Oh anything, shit! I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. Dragons, <laughs> just, dragons just, and magic. You just jumped, right, <laughs> just jumped right into it. Um, so it's like a Dungeons and Dragons sort of thing. Yeah, kind of. There, there's a dude who's a dragon knight. And he fights dragons, mm-hmm. and something happens to him, mm-hmm. and you know, mega violence, wizards, dragons. Is the violence like um, gory, bloody violence? Well, yeah. I mean, it's but is it? Um, it it's knights and shit. Like you know how when going back to to. Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, there was a lot of intense violence against monsters. Yes, and and but uh, this is intense. But, violence. but it's PG thirteen though, so it's yeah. like green goo, like really gross shit. Things being ripped down the middle and stuff. Yeah, the people get ripped down the middle in this movie. So. Okay, okay, that's what I'm looking for. Anime. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. A- animated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, Godzilla vs. Kong is mostly animated. Well, yeah, to still be, to be truthful. But, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Dope. Sounds dope. No. Uh, also. It, it, even more violent mm-hmm. animated movie mm-hmm. uh, on HBO Max. 
Mortal Kombat Legends, colon, Jesus. Scorpion's Revenge. Jesus. Mortal Kombat Legends is the, the, the pre-colon yeah. title? Uh-huh. So it's like there's other Mortal Kombat Legends well, I, things? I don't think so. They're <laughs> <laughs> so like, this is going to be the first one, guys. Because, because, I'm, because I'm pretty sure the animated movie that I watched that came out in 2020, I'm pretty sure that's the live action. Uh, I'm pretty sure the live action movie that's about to come out is a complete remake <laughs> of what we're about. Oh, really? I think so. It's the same story. Mortal Kombat so. Legends: Colon What? Uh, Scorpion's Revenge. Scorpion's Revenge. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. Because in the trailer, you see Goro rip off Jax's arms. Yeah, that well, Goro does. Well, that's in the trailer. It, it, it's Sub Zero. Okay, in the animated movie, it's Goro. Interesting. In the tra- why does Goro still look like shit? So much of the CG in that in the Mortal yeah. Kombat trailer goes. That's good. A- no, Goro was the worst looking part, and yeah. he still looks like shit. I, I can't believe they can't get it right. And also, his arms almost look like they're too stubby. They do, right? Yeah. Anyway, it's weird. I'll, I'll still see this. Movie. Anyway, super, super, super violent. Yeah, I mean, it better I mean, be right. I mean, it's a Mortal Kombat a- animated movie for adults, so. Super violent. Like it better be fucking yeah. gory and fucked up. Oh, they they, they do all they, they all the fatalities. They do all the fatalities. Nice. They even pay homage to some of the first ones that you will remember if you played the first game. I At mean, one I point in time, I remember. Johnny Cage says toasty, <laughs> toasty. <laughs> uh, man, yeah, there used to be things where it's like you could do a fatality, but then there were other versions of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, uh, at one point in time, they go down the spike pit. You know, the, the giant uppercut and then I, into the spike pit. I remember the spike pit? <laughs> yeah, the spike pit. Yeah, okay. Stuff like that. Okay, all right. But That's it was fun. it was super fun and super violent. And it's also a 2020 thing, you said? Yeah, from 2020. Oh, it's so it's on HBO Max. All right, there you go. HBO Max getting on the Mortal Kombat game. Well, that makes sense actually. Uh, on Netflix, I watched. It's called Kingsglaive Final Fantasy 15. Apparently, it's a anime. It's a CGI animated prequel to the video game Final Fantasy 15. Okay. I never played the game. Don't know anything about it. Just watched uh, a fun little fantasy animated movie. Why? Have you played Final Fantasy bored. stuff before? In the past, yeah. I was just I was just bored and looking for something that I didn't really have to pay attention to if sure. I didn't want to. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. animated yeah. stuff usually fills that. Okay. Every once in a while, it's like, oh, god damn, this is really good. You, really? <laughs> That's funny. Every once in a while. Um, Did you... Can you recall, like, the last Final Fantasy game that you played? It was on Super Nintendo. We'll put it that way. So, man, so it's like seven, eight, well, or those low num- lower numbers. Yeah. I know they just... Because I listen to a video game podcast. Well, so they, I, ju- they just came out with a remake of what, Seven. Seven? Is yeah. Because I think Cause that... Because that, that was originally on PlayStation. And that's the one that's considered like... The best of them all. Yeah, so they just yeah. uh, did a remake of it. Right, uh, that's what... Uh, yeah. So you played the one before that. A six or a five or something like yeah, that. Something then. like that, I remember. Okay. All right. I never, uh, never even played one of them. No. Never even played one of them. I know. Remember, they did the movie Final Fantasy Spirits? The Spirits Within, Within, which had nothing to do with anything. Really? Yeah. Did you see it? Yes. I don't think I've ever even seen yeah, it. Yeah, well, I watched it because at the time it was the first good looking, completely CG film. That's true. Yeah, it is was on the forefront of those CG animated yeah. movies of the 90s. Uh-huh. Late, late 90s, 97, something like uh-huh. that. So uh, it was. I mean, just imagine an expanded cutscene from a video game. Yeah, and that's what I watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they had uh, the voices of Aaron Paul and Lena Headey. So hey, that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so at least I knew the voices. Okay. Come on, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna. We're gonna. It's the Final Fantasy, bitch. I can't do a Lena Headey. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's awesome. Uh, on Prime, I watched uh, a Rob Delaney stand-up special okay. entitled Jackie. Okay. It was okay. Is that a recent one, an older one? I think it's recent. 2020, I think. Rob Delaney. Mm-hmm. Rob Delaney's cool. Yeah, he's been pretty hot recently. He was, has, has he been extra? I mean, he, ju- he just had, I mean, he just, apparently he just did some series for Amazon. He did his own series. Did he? What's the? I don't, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. know anything about it. Hmm. Interesting. No. There's so much shit out there. Yeah, so yeah. much shit. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was good. Good stuff. Rob Delaney. It was all right. Just all right. It's just all right. I, would, I mean, stand-up specials are they're, they're really, hit or miss. Yes, 100. percent Exactly. Even within the special itself, yeah. you know, it's like if I feel like if I watch an hour special and I feel like 70 percent of it made me laugh, and that's like success. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're brutal sometimes. It was all right. Okay. And oh, then okay. good enough. And then on uh, Amazon Prime. There was a 2015 series, I think it was originally on Stars. Okay. Called Texas Rising. Okay. It's basically, the, it's the story of, uh, you know, the story of Texas and how it came to be from an independent nation mm. to a state and blah, mm. blah, blah. Sure. Uh, Bill Paxton plays Sam Houston. Bill Paxton, get yeah. out of here. I'm doing it. I'm, we're, I'm, we're talking about the Texans. Uh-huh. Uh, and the court, court de la mayor. We're going to find the court little mayor here in Austin somewhere. All sorts of fucking people are in this fucking show. Hang I'm a on. treasure hunter. Bill Paxton. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays a deaf guy. Nice. Ray Liotta plays a crazy dude who just murders Mexicans. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, Thomas Jane dies pretty quick. Cool. Uh, Brendan Fraser plays part Indian. Wow. <laughs> Brendan Fraser. Uh, Christopher McDonald is also a Texas Ranger. Nice. Um... Yeah, those are the big... Oh, Chris Christopherson plays a- Andrew Jackson. Now, finally, we got someone I can leave as a Texas. <laughs> and that's, those are the biggest... Na- oh, and uh, Jake Busey shows up for a scene to die. Uh, and to get his teeth shot off. And Crispin Glover is some, uh, like, old Southern general. Nice. It's weird. He dude. takes the weirdest jobs. It's so weird. He's just like... He's I- the weirdest part of the whole show. He has to be. He's like, <laughs> I need money for my traveling show about talking monkeys. <laughs> my traveling puppet show. I'll do your Texas uh, Rising uh, yeah. series for that Mini money. Series. It was from 2015, 10 episodes, 45 minutes each. Fun, good stuff? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it sounds ridiculous. I mean, it's exactly. It, it is ridiculous. And narrated by... Uh, no, not narrated. It's, it, it's by like Bill a, Pullman? It, it's, Bill Paxton? It, Bill Pullman. No, it's it's a full-on dramatic reenactment. The whole thing. It's shot like... like it has a Game of Thrones intro. Like, whoever did this in 2015 was like, I'm going to make Game of Thrones out of the story of Texas. For Texas. Yeah. Uh, and he did. And it is so silly. It'd be all Man, Paxton, he didn't play the same character so, from, somebody spent from a, Tombstone, did he? Somebody spent a lot of money. For no one to see it. For nobody to watch this. That's crazy. <laughs> but now it's on Netflix. No, uh, yeah. No, yeah. No, I think, no, Prime, I think. Prime. Prime, Prime, Prime. Okay. Less. Here we yeah, are in I Texas. Wrote, I wrote it down. Game over. Yeah, Amazon Prime. I'm gonna find the Cord de la Mer. Yeah, it was weird, man. It, it, is, it, it is was weird. fun though. That does sound weird and fun. Yeah. And like I said, Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays a deaf guy. <laughs> he doesn't play a deaf guy like that, does he? That'd no, be, no, no. He, he plays normal. Like Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. Oh, no. Man, that'd be bad, bad. Yeah. Like Jeffrey, what are you doing, guy? Come on. Uh you watched a lot of stuff. Yeah. And Sh- Shooter McGavin was actually shooting things. No, yeah, that makes sense. And he had a Western mustache. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love Christopher McDonald. Uh, okay. 
All right. You, know, you watch a lot of stuff. All, almost all series, it seems, except yeah. for a couple of uh, animes. Mm-hmm. One, two, three animated movies. Okay. I, Andrew Cogburn, finished season three of Mr. Mercedes. And? And it's over, and there's no one Mr. Mercedes, and now I'm sad. Is Mr. Mercedes dead? Is, uh, that, is that how it ended? No, no, it's just uh, no more books. <laughs> the Stephen King hasn't written any more Bill Hodges books, and I don't know if anyone's going to pony up money for the show that not many people have seen. No. Uh, but it's worth it. It's one of the better Stephen King adaptations for TV, I think, in the last couple of years. Season three ended really fun. Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned that Brett Gelman is in season three no. as a, a defense attorney, and he's pretty great in it. Um, also as a possible love interest for the Holly Gibney character. Uh, I really, really enjoy the show. Fuck him. Dr. Senator. Judge Dr. Senator is awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, I really like the the character Lou, who's been with the series like from the from the beginning. I like that how it's resolved. Actually, you know what? The way they resolved it, the way the series ended, it could just be left there. It's up to your imagination, obviously, that type yeah. of thing. And you can see where the characters are going. But I could see where if they decided to pick up a, a season four, where it would go. And, and how... Where it, would, it could and, go. Yes, exactly. Uh, like, they definitely queued up something like yeah. this is the future of it. Um, but they don't have to go there, you know? It, it, it's fine. It, it's pretty satisfying. Um, Bruce Stern it, uh, has four or five scenes playing the ghost of a dead man. The guy killed in the first episode. Nice. He, he pops up as a ghost haunting uh, uh, Brennan Gleason's dreams fun. or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. It's a, it's, it was, it's a fun show. I definitely enjoyed Mr. Mercedes. Um, and I also enjoyed saying Mr. Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finished Nailed It. Season five. Just fucking, it's Nailed It. It's great. Yeah. It's super, super fun. Did they nail it? They nailed season five. <laughs> Uh, ASAP Ferg uh, was the special guest judge for the last episode uh, and he's got like the, the Dennis Rodman uh, uh, like snow cone rainbow okay. snow cone hair going on yeah. uh, so at the end of the episode he, he brought a bunch of cans of spray paint and then sprayed uh, Jacques Torres's hair in different patterns uh, and he was like no I look like you and they're like ah, 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 ah. and the credits it's good stuff I'm sure immediately then that old white man went and washed that shit out of his hair. Uh, maybe, maybe, he probably did. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I mean, his hair was thin as fuck. I was surprised it was taking the color. Yeah. It's like this guy is the old. He's an old man, uh, but he's he seems like a good sport. You know, Jacques Torres seems like a fun guy. Uh, now I just want to watch a couple episodes of Wipeout just so I can see Nicole Byer team up with John Cena. No. To make fun of these people because that sounds, that sounds a lot of fucking that lot of sounds fun. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, and then plus between that it's wipeout. Yeah, yeah, it's just exactly people hurting themselves. Yeah, um, the big balls. Um, oh yeah, people hurting themselves on big balls. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, okay, finally, 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 I watched. Um, didn't even realize this was a thing, but then I heard about it. There is a season seven of Alone, Drusa Cogburn. It's just not on Hulu with the other yeah. seasons. Uh, it's, to go looking for it. it. Yes, it's still only via the History Channel. Okay. So I made use of my Sling TV subscription and uh, pulled up the History Channel. Sure enough, there, there it is. Season 7, baby. And uh, what this one is, uh, the twist for this season, all new contestants. They're back to the, the very bottom of like the Arctic Circle. Technically, not even there. It's just Canada. But they're all the way up there in the Arctic, uh, right before winter sets in, right at the very end of summer. Uh, but this time, the challenge isn't whoever lasts the longest. Who gives a fuck about that? We know most of you fucks can last 50, 60 days. A million dollars to whoever can go 100 days out there in the fucking Arctic. 
that sounds fun. Uh, and the reason why I think it's the best location so far is because it's like tangibly cold. You can tell how fucked up the weather is. Uh, and until it gets to that point, the, the beast, man, there's wolverines, fucking uh, uh, moose yeah. and shit, bears out there, and like aggressive Canadian grizzlies, you know, like some fucked up bears. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was a lot of fun. And it lets me break out my my honed um, detection alone seasoned editing detection skills Mm -hmm. like as soon as season one started and they focused on one guy i was like this dude ain't making it past this fucking episode man they're they're hitting his story way too hard he's getting way too much screen time this dude's gone sure enough by the end of the episode he was gone it was just a matter of like Will he scare himself from animals? Will, <laughs> or will he starve? Well, yeah, or... will he like not find food within the first week right away? Like, his fishing spot doesn't work out for him? Uh, for him, specific... Oh, this is actually super funny. This is going to be the end of the first half here on this little fucking story. He would have been a fun contestant if he didn't fuck up. Because he was... Part of the thing for the show is they drop you off somewhere. You're by yourself. You're allowed to bring 10 items from a long list of, of things that are pre-approved. Oh. And uh, anything that washes up or you find, any trash you find, you can utilize. Right? So that's all oh. fair game. So he's just out there exploring and he finds a, 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 a rowboat. I'm sure I'm sure they dropped a bunch of shit out there for them to quote I wonder that find. too. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Did they hide stuff for them? Hide another shit, you yeah. know? But he does find like a rowboat, like a half of a rowboat under a bunch of shit. He turns it over. He looks at it. He's like... I'm going to turn this into a hot tub. Uh, and also, this guy, too, he talks about, I've been, it's my dream to be on alone. I've been watching the show for years because it's been on since, like, 2014 or whatever. I've been watching the show for years. I've been training for three years. I, I know I can do this. When they show him saying all that stuff, like, this guy ain't going to make it, man. He's done for. Um, he takes the boat. He's like, this is going to make a great hot tub. So he takes the boat, flips it over, starts a fire underneath, and then the water is right there. So he fills it up with water, and then he strips down those underwear, climbs in, Man has himself a dirty, disgusting hot tub on a shitty ass day in the Arctic. I was like, okay, good for you. I'm clapping for him. Good for you, guy. You're you're weird. He puts his clothes back on. He dries off. Walks all the way back to his campsite. Gets his pot of water. Puts it over the fire. So I gotta boil some water so I can drink so I can do my day. And then he's like checking his pockets. Where's my fire steel? Where's my fire steel? Where's my ferro rod? Motherfucker! When he made his fire out there, lost his goddamn fire steel. Idiot. Uh, then he's like freaking out. So what am I gonna do without it? Um, uh, you're gonna build a fire without it if you know how. Fr- friction fire. Other people in past seasons have lost their fire steels, uh, and they've made friction and, fires. And it's just labor intensive. It just takes forever. And and Drew ain't kidding. Uh, it, it took some of these guys literally five to seven hours to really? to, to get the ember going to uh-huh. get a friction fire going. It's fucking awful. And this guy did not even want to attempt to do that. He just. And he's not the first one either. Other people have lost their rods and just grabbed a satellite phone and made the phone call and be like, I'm out of there. Seven seasons of the show, ten contestants per show, uh, per season, only one person has ever shown up straight off the bat without the ferro rod being like, I am going to make fire within the first day. He was like, that was such a stupid decision. (laughs) So stupid. But he's still, that guy ended up making good and pretty far that season, yeah. though. He ended up building his fire and just maintaining it. And that's the thing. You got to maintain it, right? Yeah. That's the thing the show reinforces for me. I will not survive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so dead out there. Oh, yeah. If you want to keep a fire going, you got to maintain it. And that can be a job in itself. It's crazy when they have to, like, I'm going to go fish. And then they got to just, like, leave their fire and then go off for an hour or two or three 
and then come back and hope the fish is still there. And then when it gets even colder, I remember one guy leaving for 10 minutes just to go check his traps. And then when he comes back, the fire is already down. It's like almost nothing. Oh, shit. And then I also like when they edit people to make them, like, make some people look stupid where one guy, like, his fire gets really low. He's like, man, I don't know how to make my fire bigger or whatever. And then they cut to the next guy, like, it's 10 miles away. fire. <laughs> not, not just that. He took a piece of wood and he constructed a, a, a blower. Yeah. And it's like, this is a, a like a fire rejuvenator. Yeah. So because fires need oxygen, if it gets really low, he's like, watch this. And his fire was low. He blew through one right. end. Whoosh, and it boom. It's like, there we go. We got fire. I was like, man, this guy's awesome. He, yeah. he did not he did not win. Um, I like the show. Alone's a good show. Season seven. I've only seen the first episode. So I'm sure it's going to be good stuff. And that's the sound of neon. And this is the end of the first half of the show. We're going to take a break and we're going to be back with the second half. We have an email from Ron. Cool. We have two questions or comments in the question comment thread. Okay. And then I have our movie news and TV news stories um, broken up in a way that I think people will find interesting. So we will be right back with the second half of your Resurrection Sunday service. All hail the Lich King. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back, baby! CinemaCrespediso at gmail.com. Email us and we will read it on the show just like this. We got an email from Ron. What's up, Ron? I'm going to read the title because I guess maybe it's a question as well. Okay. Uh, If you could take a pill to orgasm, would would you? Yes. But you lose your toenails in your sleep. They grow back. Do I need my toenails? I do like to wear flip-flops, sandals. Do I have to subject people to my gross lack of toenails? And then they see that and they're like, oh, he takes the orgasm pills. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yep, everybody knows. You know what? I mean, in all reality, and I have taken close to orgasm pills. I mean, I took bathtub ecstasy in the yeah, 90s. Yeah, bathtub so. ecstasy. Did you lose your toenails? No. Okay, so here we go. Although right. I do not know what the psychological and brain chemistry repercussions right the effects the the side effects right the long-term side effects of that experiment but people don't see like your toenail less feet and know that you took that shit no okay so to achieve orgasm here i go uh my number one ranking shall always be (laughs) manual (laughs) all right number two because ain't no one knowing number (laughs) number two gonna be bathtub pills number three ron's orgasm pills all right it says on the bottle you will lose your toenails it's not even even a warning and but uh, underneath that it says they grow back. <laughs> <laughs> That's more of a reassurance. It starts with a warning, ends with a reassurance. Ron's orgasm pills. Uh, Is that the name of the episode? Anyway, so, uh, so now on to his email. Okay. So saw Godzilla vs. Kong, and I enjoyed it a lot. IMAX movie experience was highlighted by three little girls cheering during the big fight with the axe. Aww. They were out of their seat and gave my heart joy. So cute. I am sad I didn't see the twist before it showed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big twist. Fun uh, twist. Brian saved this show along with Deaf Native Girl. Other, all the Brian other, Tiger Henry is awesome. All the other actors sucked, but the kaiju are the stars. Yeah, I mean, the actors didn't even give anything to do. Brian Tyree got, probably got the most to do along yeah. with... um. 
Millie Bobby What's Brown. Her name? Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, which makes sense. She's those are the two biggest stars uh, in the movie, for sure. Yeah, I'm so shocked. Rebecca Hall's. I guess she's just like I need a paycheck. <laughs> so, could you watch Infinite Train before my birthday and review it? I think it's been an interesting show for y'all. It's HBO Max, and the last season is coming up. If you do it like three episodes a week, it would be cool. Hmm. Okay, my Johnson & Johnson and shot is kicking in, Yeah, and I need to go into a cocoon. Yeah, Ron Peace. with the J&J. Me and Ron are J&J buddies. That's what I'm talking about, Ron. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Me and Ron are J&J buddies. I said it. You want to join our J&J club? Email us, Buddies at crespediso.com. I'll let you know when we get our uh, J&J meetup zone. We told each other about our J&Js. That just sounds so dirty. Talk about that Jansen. <laughs> you, know, you know I'm talking about that Jansen. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the sound of the vaccine working, that's right? A, that's a vaccine. <laughs> yeah, and then it goes, boop, 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 boop. That's a 5G signal. I was about to say, that's how you get your 5G? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm still waiting for the 5G to kick in. <laughs> My internet sucks, man. I don't know, Bill Gates. You owe me some good internet. This goddamn J&J on your face. Fucking Bill Gates. Um, I'm glad that Ron enjoyed it. That sounds fun. Seeing little kids be like, yeah, yeah like really Getting into him. it. Yeah. It, that reminds me of seeing old men getting into Rocky Balboa <laughs> with the fight at the end. It's like the same quality. Yeah, good. <laughs> like, you know it's a movie, you idiots. <laughs> they love it. They're though. into it. Yeah, they're into it. Good for them. Good for them. That's awesome, Ron. Uh, apparently, um, now that LA has just reopened, even at like 50% capacity or whatever, uh, movie theaters are like at. They're, the seats are filling up out there. People are really going to see movies in it's L.A. It's a movie town. It's a goddamn movie town. They're excited to go back. So uh, that's super cool, Ron. I'm with you, man. It's our church, baby. I went to real church. Now I go to my church, and it's the church of the Crespediso, of the Cinema Christ, the Lich King. No. We got to make, someone's got to make a, a Bloom church. House horror film, the Lich King, and it's Jesus, the, like, eating a bunch yeah. of people. The but, church, church of the Lich, Lich King Christ of uh, Latter Drew Saints. The Latter Drew Saints. Is that is that it for Ron's email? Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Ron. We appreciate it. That email brought to you by Ron's Orgasm Pills. Uh, give yourself an orgasm with Ron Orgasm's pills. You will lose your toenails. <laughs> Warning. Warning. You will lose your toenails. Reassurance. They will grow back. <laughs> um, we have a Facebook group. Get off Facebook. It's terrible. But if you're not going to get off it, join our Facebook group. It's pretty chill and uh, fairly non-toxic, I have to say, when it comes to online behavior for the most part. So come hang out. We got a comment, question, thread, and you can leave a comment or question, and we'll read Oh, my God. Thanks. Thanks, Sly. I appreciate it. Uh, Nick got at us. What up, Nick? Uh, going along with the recent release of Kong vs. Godzilla, tell us your favorite monster movies. Oh, favorite monster movies. Is this hard at work, Nick? It's probably hard probably, at work, Nick. Yes. What's up, Hall, Nick? Um, favorite monster movies. Uh, I mean, I'm not really into, like, the monster genre, per se. And it's, it's not a good genre. Um, it's hard to make a good I big mean, monster movie. I, I, I like Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim maybe I like maybe number one. I I I like the man in suit Godzillas. For the kitsch value. Yeah. They're fun. For what they are. I enjoy the technical achievement and symbolism of the original Gojira. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the further on the eighties man in suit, just the fun of yeah. like the, the construction just, of the cities. It's just a, it's a- 
two dudes in suits whooping each other's ass. It's Come the, on. It's the same level of enjoyment as watching Charles Barkley elbow Godzilla in those yeah. 90s whatever commercials they were exactly. selling. What were they selling? Nike? Reebok? Know. Right? Nike, probably. Um, we mentioned Cloverfield in the first half. Yeah. I love Cloverfield. I think it's fantastic. Uh, I think it's really fantastic. Yeah, I could, we could do a whole episode on, on just Cloverfield. Um, for the Patreon, this is a good plug for Patreon.com slash Crespiso. King Kong. OG. No, the original. 1933. I mean, for its technical stuff, I appreciate it as, like, sitting down to, like, watch it for enjoyment. Yeah. It doesn't hit me. Man, really, I would still... Okay, let's say, be like, bro, what do you want to watch? 1933 King Kong or Godzilla, King of the Monsters? I'm Uh, giving you options. Can I scrap both of those and just watch Kong Skull Island again? No, that's the point, Drew. (laughs) That's the point. It's a hard genre to crack. I don't want to watch either of those movies again. Choose one. No. <laughs> um, would you watch it over the the twenty? What was it? Twenty fourteen Godzilla. Twenty sixteen. Oh yeah, Godzilla? With, with Matthew Broderick. No, oh, and, and oh. Puff Daddy. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about the nineties Godzilla. <laughs> yes, yeah, Matthew were... Broderick and, and the, the the Puff Daddies come with me. Where and motherfuckers, the goddamn music video. Yeah, man, he needed money, dude. It was. Times were tough in the nineties, <laughs> in the surplus nineties. Uh, yeah, thirty-three Kong over ninety-eight Godzilla. I mean, probably right. Yeah. Um, how about uh, I already said uh, King of the Monsters. Um, uh, another movie that we did on Patreon that is a similar. They're not monsters, but they're a giant thing, stop motion. Godzilla. I mean, King Kong versus Robot Jacks. I mean. Whew. <laughs> Man, that is, that is rough. <laughs> because, because you have similar level of special effects achievement, but but separated by fifty years. Fifty years apart. Fifty years apart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifty years apart. Um, you don't have to answer that one. Yeah, that's 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 our true. Uh, that's fucking really scraping the bottom of the choice. barrel. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard one there. Um, patreon.com slash Crespity. So guys, sign up today. Anywhere from $1 to $5 a month gets you all of the episodes we've done, plus all new episodes coming. Uh, we did episodes on uh, Robot Jocks. We did. Has that one come out yet, actually? I don't know. You tell me. You know what? I think that's this, that's <laughs> this week's episode, guys. Spoiler alert. Coming out this Friday, a Robot Jocks. Uh, we did King Kong a couple weeks ago. Um, sudden Death. Jean-Claude Van Hamm's Sudden Death. We're sneaking in a Keanu Reeves trilogy. His Johnny trilogy. <laughs> Was he? He's not a Johnny in Speed, is he? I don't think he's sure he is. Oh my god, if he is, no, he's he's gonna be like a Mike or a Dave or a Matt. I bet you he played a Matt. What's up, Hall Matt? Hard at work. Um, those hard at work guys hit like two hundred episodes, man. Good Thanks. for them. Yeah, good for them. Those are good good dudes. Uh, Jack, Jack. Oh, <laughs> he so is close. a Johnny. He is a Johnny. Is that a Johnny? Yeah, technically, Jack is a uh, Jonathan. God damn it! <laughs> so he's, oh. he's Johnny again. The Keanu Johnny trilogy. If, if you if you're gonna give us Jack, I love it. I'll take it. I love it. Um. Patreon.com slash Crespity. So, guys, sign up for more of this nonsense to get an extra episode a week at least. And uh, I think we have another question. Yeah. On the, uh, on the Cremella gets at us. What up, Cremella? How should I celebrate White Boy Summer? A movie marathon seems appropriate. 
What are the best movies to celebrate a glorious white boy summer? I'm thinking a day-long movie marathon with St. Elmo's Fire, <laughs> Risky Business, Mannequin, and Mannequin 2 on the move. Oh my god, Mannequin 2. <laughs> Any suggestions for the summer of the white boy? Alright, white boy summer. Let's talk about a big ups to Chet Hanks. <laughs> Chet Hanks wants the white boy summer. You know about that? I How saw you said that? What post. a dickhead. <laughs> He's such a tool. <laughs> what up? What the Golden Globes giving lifetime achievement? Been award to my pups, Tom Hanks. Whatever you say, Patois, white boy. Patois. Why would you say Chester? It's Chet, <laughs> bruh. I've knocked up a black woman. It's cool now. Big ups to my girl, my favorite Jamaican, Adele. Did you remember that story? No. Uh, Adele <laughs> put on some. Uh, she put an Instagram post wearing something. Was it her hair? Some sort of clothing that was like. She was doing like a. a like I appreciate Jamaica type of thing, oh. right? Being an English woman in Jamaica is an English colony. Oh, um, ex ex colony. Yeah. Come on, come Still on. You know, yeah. Come on. <laughs> and uh, and people are like, no, what are you doing, white woman? You can't be as culturally appropriate in Jamaican culture like that." And then Chet Hanks put a video like, "No, don't be letting them get you down, girl. <laughs> you do you like no, Chet, you fucking idiot. No, he's so weird. He's uh, so weird. He's the black sheep of the Hanks family. Oh my god. Um, and it's funny too. So. Tom Hanks has, I think, three kids with three wives. I'm pretty sure. Um, there's, there's Colin, who's Tom Jr. Colin, who was Tom Jr., yeah. <laughs> and, and that's with his second wife. Okay. Chet is with Rita Wilson. What's wrong with Rita Wilson? Yeah. <laughs> but that's what happened. Yeah. Right? It's her fault. Oh. She's uh, She seems so nice, but she's... Uh, you know how every now... So you have like certain people... I guess it doesn't matter who it is necessarily, but he, there's rumors that get leaked somehow. It's amazing how they come from LA all the way out here. But word gets around that certain people are actually secretly shitty or they treat people... No. Remember here back in the 90s, that Schwarzenegger and Maria Shriver were um, notoriously chintzy with servers and also very um, uh, demanding when they wouldn't go out to eat. So when people would see the Schwarzenegger Shriver family show up at a restaurant, fuck, they'd be like, "Fuck, this is gonna suck and not be worth it." Um, apparently, the word is behind the scenes. Say over a grand, so I don't even know who told me this. I don't know where I got this from anymore, but now it's in my brain. Tom Hanks, everyone loves Tom Hanks, right? Rita Wilson, she seems so nice. Uh-uh. Nah, bro. Behind, like, when you interact with them for real, they can actually be pretty pretty shitty fucking people. Right. Uh, to the point where you're like, whoa, something Hanks having a bad day? <laughs> like, no, that's just actually... Allegedly, I don't know. Don't sue me. Oh, actually, maybe do sue me. Yeah, what do I got? What do you got? What are you going to sue me for? I'm still, I'm still waiting to, for us to frame some sort of cease We need a, Yeah, come on. <laughs> All those years of copyright infringement. Yeah, God damn nothing. it. I'm about to go to the Galaxy's Edge with a straight-up copyright infringement <laughs> shirt. I'll be like, stop me now, motherfucker. <laughs> You're about to see me in the Orlando Sentinel. Like, man refuses to <laughs> take off shirt. Take off his shirt. <laughs> That's going to be so embarrassing. Um, So, what for summer movies? Summer... Did he mention Diner, the Big Chill? I mean, I'm thinking Weekend at Bernie's. Oh my God, Weekend at Bernie's I'm, too. I'm, they go to Jamaica in that one. I'm thinking Cocktail. Cocktail is so man. <laughs> it's so white boy summer. It's so white boy summer. <laughs> and I didn't. I had the soundtrack when I was a kid. My mom had I the still soundtrack. Do. Right, my mom had the soundtrack when I was a kid, so I listened to it. Cuckoo. Um, but I didn't actually watch the movie until much later. And then when I finally did sit down to watch the movie, I was like, man. The movie's not that good. This movie sucks. What the fuck? Yeah. This is a piece I mean, of shit. It, it was, for me, it was interesting watching it because it was kind of a... Uh, 
a glimpse into the restaurant industry. It's an interesting so, glimpse. Yeah, yeah. Especially, but a specific one. The though. bar, the bar part, the, the bar yeah. part, and um, it's so it's the eighties where it is set when they're in New York City. It's set at TGI, the original the, yeah. TGI Fridays, where people, a lot of people, I'm, I learned this like. Two years ago, that TJ Friday was like a one place in New York City. That got City, franchised. And, yeah. it, and they blew that shit up. And now it's like a fucking now, now strip it's mall in, in, yeah, shit, now, right? Now it's in every fucking town. When was the last time you've been to a TJ Friday? Oh, it's been a long, long, long time. Long, long. Whenever they had Jack Daniels I mean, sauce fu- was I mean, last fuck, time I, I went there. to 2004. I went to a Chili's for the first time in like a decade, a couple months ago. A couple months ago? I went to a Chili's. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Why? <laughs> because Meeting someone there. Say what? No, I was uh, I was a work thing in Tampa. Oh, so it was and just like I needed to eat food, <laughs> and it's there. It was there. Wow. And what'd you get? A burger. It, it, it was better than I remember it being. What, was it? Yeah. Burger. Of course. Oh, baby back. Baby back. Oh, okay. I was gonna no, say yeah. that. No, I, I went cheap as fuck. Cheap I just fuck. got myself like a burger and a fucking soup. <laughs> burger and a soup. You are an old man. Yeah. Burger and a soup. Get the fuck out of here. That's a soup sound. Um, they don't have the dun dun in the in the stabler, the new Law and Order. I'm not watching it then. Yeah, no, it's not Law and Order. No. The organized crime, it's 100. percent They just slap the word Law and Order on it. It's stabler, but not. Well, it's still there. probably done by Dick Wolf. Yeah, it's still a Dick Wolf show. Yeah, it's Dick, but uh, executive producer. Um, yeah, all those movies, those are all good calls. Any any baseball movie, yeah. Feel the Dreams, The Natural, uh, what's the one? Bull Durham. Uh, my favorite of the bunch is, of course, it's the worst one, but it's still my favorite. Tom Selleck's Mr. Baseball. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Baseball. Mr. Baseball, yeah. <laughs> Guys, it's set in Japan, okay? We're not making... It's cool. We love Asians here. I love Japanese culture. And they love baseball. They are They are in love with <laughs> they, baseball. They are the number two baseball market in the world. 100%. Um, uh, some of the best baseball players have come out of there now, and it's... Uh, one of the best. We're going to do it for the Patreon eventually. It's been in the back of my mind for a while. I'm waiting to pull that trigger. I think I want to do a month of like maybe baseball movies. I don't know how much I want to torture you. Uh, anyone who wants to rewatch Mr. Baseball who hasn't seen it, it is one of the best widescreen like shot, like anamorphic widescreen, though really wide. Yeah. It's one of the best looking widescreen movies out there. And it's a fuck about a guy, an American, aging American, going to play baseball in Japan. But it looks so fucking yeah. good. Uh, story's very predictable. Yep. You know, yeah. who gives a shit? Who gives a shit, man? It's a fun yeah. movie. With the Allstate guy. Yeah! <laughs> Are you in safe hands? Are you in safe hands in Japan with me? <laughs> Playing with the Tokyo Dragons? Dragons? Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, Dennis Haysbert. Um, that's your white boy, Summer. White boy stuff. I mean, oh, I'm, best I'm, of the best. I, I was also thinking golf movies. So like Happy Gilmore. Yes. Tin Cup. Tin Cup. <laughs> um, Legend of Bagger Vance. If you want to be insensitive about it. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if you if you if you need some magical Negro in, yeah, your, in exactly. your white boy summer. <laughs> exactly. If you really want to play up your white boy status, Chet Hanks loves Bagger Vance. I I up identify with the Bagger Vance character. Blah. Big ups to my pop, Tom. Uh. Sit down, Chester. Put your <laughs> put your pants back on. Uh, Talk with your real voice. I think that's, I think we got a good white boy summer there. Listen to some new kids on the block. <laughs> <laughs> and you're off. You're off to the races, Cremella. Right, hey, Cremella, come on. That's a thirsty question. You know how to have a white boy summer. You didn't need us to tell you. You didn't need a Puerto Rican and an Irishman to tell you about that. 
Irish, right? I feel like Scottish, Irish. Irish. Scottish, Irish, English, Polish, German. European mutt. Actually, as a matter of fact, okay, he's a white guy. You can ask Drew. (laughs) Drew knows about White Boy Slimmer. That's why he was able European mutt. You you were able to rattle some white guy stuff, Uh as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Chris, I'm wearing Sperry Topsiders as we speak. (laughs) See, it's like, I barely even know what that is. Thank God he was looking at his feet. Now I know he's talking about his shoes. When he said that, um, I took the news stories this week and I and I bunched them by category. All right, so we we have uh, uh, we're gonna start with TV news, and what's uh, we don't have that much time, so we're gonna go pretty quickly through these things here. Um, there's a we talked about this a while ago, so this is more of a reminder for people on network TV. There's a reboot of the Wonder Years, but oh, it's yeah. a black family in the 50s and 60s, so it's like different wh- story. Yeah, was it the Wonder <laughs> Years? You know, the same time period was it the Wonder Years for a black family? Um, they found their narrator, right? Uh, that narrator is a pretty important part for the Wonder Years for that motif. Yeah. Their, yeah. their narrator is going to be played by Don Cheadle. Nice. Very good choice, I think. Very, very good choice. So, just want to throw that out there for people. Um, Sylvester Stallone. This guy is uh, surprisingly good at social media. Okay. At, like, hyping up projects, hyping himself up, uh, putting actual, like, personal life stuff that's funny, even unintentionally funny. Uh, he's on Instagram, official Sly, something like that. No, I can, I can tell you here in a second. And... Uh, Official Sly Stallone with 12.8 million followers on Instagram. He tweeted this image. You see that, Drew? It's a, it's a just a loose leaf page. Yep. Treatment of- for Rocky prequel series. Yes. Okay. Yes. He he put this out. This is his. Uh, this is how he works. This is how he works. <laughs> I am I'm a writer. Hey, you know, Academy Award. He wrote a, a imagine a time machine that. Will oh man, this handwriting it's all it's scripted. Imagine a time machine that will simply transport us back to the origins of Rocky, a cinematic world beginning with ch- chapters that have been beloved by people and blah blah blah. A whole thing just describing what the Rocky series would be at the bottom, all caps. It's about the 60s, and these are the chapters for his Rocky series. The moon landing, the sexual revolution, the new left, hippie movement, the Cold War, the civil rights movement. So, we watching Rocky through history? Rocky, it's Forrest Rocky. (laughs) Rocky Gump. It worked for Forrest Gump like it worked for me. It worked for Tom Hanks. This may be the strangest posting yet. (laughs) This is the actual Instagram post. I started out this morning by writing a treatment for a Rocky prequel for streaming. Ideally, 10 episodes for a few seasons to really get to the heart of the characters in their younger years. They're spelled T-H-E-R-E. Here's a small portion of how my creative writing process starts. Hope it happens. And then I needed to clear my head, so I went fishing. Talk about extremes. Keep punching, my friends. (laughs) He's so corny. I love him. I think it's because he's so sincere. About the way he presents all this shit, mm-hmm. um, and and because it's a feedback loop, of course, when he goes into his comments, it's all people are like, "Yeah, that's amazing slide. That's so cool," you know. So that's the feedback that he gets. So he thinks it's good, and he keeps going. And it's a lot of fun. So a Rocky prequel series, Drew. What do you think? <sighs> Essentially, actually, it's it's like you said, it's a series about the '60s with Rocky just forced gumping his way through it. What do you think? Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no. Hard no? Hard no. You sure, buddy? Hard pass. You sure, buddy? Yeah. Uh-huh. 
right. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, here's a quick update. This is on the series that, uh, uh, what's his name? Army Hammer uh, lost the role in. The Offer, as in an offer he can't refuse. It's the Paramount Plus series about the making of The Godfather. Um, Dexter Fletcher, the guy who directed Rocket Man and finished Bohemian Rhapsody for uh, Naps and Brian Singer, has signed on to direct a handful of episodes to give you an idea of the direction they seem to be going okay. for this Godfather, making of the Godfather series. One of two or three, like, quote, making of the Godfather projects that are in development right now. For whatever reason, that's like the hot shit at the moment. Hollywood's very weird. Eat your own tail, snake yeah, yeah. eat the own tail, uh-huh. insular, you know, that kind of bullshit. Yeah. Um, Ouroboros. Yes, it's an Ouroboros of shit. It's it's a shit eating its own shit tail. It's a shit snake shitting itself into its own shit mouth. Uh, it's the Hollywood that I love. Um, final TV story, HGTV, tricking viewers into, into thinking renovations are easy and affordable. Yeah, so, is, so expensive, so, so hard. So expensive, so hard. And this is actually something that um, I suspected due to my own personal experience. It's sort of why I brought it up. So uh, when Bill used to live here, we we produced, we co-produced and co-directed and edited a pilot for a uh, home improvement show. I, I made the little cover for you the remember, DVD. Drew actually made the covers. <laughs> he was, this is in his graphic design days. Yeah. He helped us with graphic design stuff in the, in the post-production. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So uh, in the making of it, I was surprised to find out that they already worked out the finances between the designers and the homeowners. And the homeowners are paying for everything. It was just a normal job that we just have to be Filming. presenting as like, oh, this yeah. is all done for a show show um according to this uh, business insider india got this confirmation from hgtv design work is paid for by homeowners even on the big shows we see on tv it's the same thing as the little bullshit yeah. uh pilot that obviously did not get picked up because here i am still you know, talking to you hgtv pays for some labor or cost to expedite production if needed that's a lot of ifs ands or buts but generally, homeowners are paying for their services, and they may have access. They may have access to discounted services or goods. So the homeowners are paying for everything, but they are getting the deal because it's on TV. So people, are, you know, it's like a, a commercial yeah. for them, uh, so that it makes it seem like shit is more affordable and easier to do than it, it is really not. is. Tricking homeowners at home. It's very expensive. But that's what you get for watching reality TV and thinking it's reality. Yeah, it's not. It's right. TV. That's why it is TV. That's why I like Alone so much because um, it, since it is just one person filming themselves, there's not a lot of room there for... Uh, Trickery and fuckery and... Uh, at least on the shooting end. No. Now, on the editing end, you can fuck around with it a lot. But again, I, as I said before, after watching several seasons, you can see where they fuck around with the editing. No. Then it becomes very predictable. And ultimately... All they can do is manipulate you into thinking someone's about to quit when they're not. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, it's like, I think that's why Alone works. It's it's the most real, seemingly, of the reality TVs. At least going back to, uh, like, the real world. Remember the real world back in the day, in the, the ori- 90s? The, the, the OG reality TV? The, the first couple seasons. Yeah. Um, not the New York one, but what was the one? The true Story, the, the country singer guy. I don't remember. You don't remember that one? I remember Drew specifically. I mean, the, I remember the guy you're talking about, but I don't remember what which what season, season it was or, or what where, city or where. Or like, was or he in San Francisco who, with Puck and all them? I have no idea. Uh, I remember specifically that that guy would just 
this is for a reality TV show. All he did was sit in front of a TV, watching shows, like drinking Kool-Aid and like eating cereal. Uh, and he was completely uninteresting in that way. And no way they learn quickly that that is not for reality TV. There's yeah. no way would they just allow people. There was another guy. Was that the San Francisco year? There was another guy. I think it was a black guy who, um, partway through the filming of the show, I guess he decided I don't like these people very much. And then also met a girl, got himself a girlfriend, and then he stopped staying at the house. So he would always be staying at the girlfriend's house, and then partway through the season like he would be coming up the stairs with his girlfriend in tow and people are like oh show, look who decided to show up and they're giving him shit and stuff there's no way they would do that now yeah, no. now they're like no you're in the house you yeah. can't leave you can't stay over somewhere else where you have to produce a fucking show it's weird how much uh, it's evolved anyway I don't know what the point of all that was the next section of stories I have Drew is about new movies for okay. example the new Transformers movie has a director and it's the guy who did Charm City Kings. That's available on HBO Max. Okay. So I'm thinking I'm going to have to watch this movie to see what's so special about it uh-huh. that this guy then goes ahead and gets himself a big old Transformers movie. That's a big jump. That's a, all right? That's a big jump. I mean, yeah, Transformers are costly movies, and they make a lot of money. Yeah. But as movies go, they're pretty garbage. They are pretty garbage. The best one has been Bumblebee. Which was directed by Travis Knight, who was the uh, Leica animation guy, right? Who did um, Kubo and the Two Strings and all of that. So that's why, yeah, for sure, we got it. We're bumping up in quality. But then again, the bar was set so low. Yeah. All you do is pick the bar up like a couple inches off the ground. Sandwich Wiki. <laughs> Sandwich Wiki, you must find the all spark and make a good movie, which is impossible. But we will try. Sam. Sam, can you hear me? Um, this made big waves on the internet. Uh, Netflix has paid 400 to 450 I've seen multiple reports. Million dollars for the rights to Knives Out 2 and 3. I mean, they were fun. That was a, it's a fun movie. Very fun movie. Made about... The original cost $30 million to make, and they made worldwide a little over $300 million. Yeah. So now Netflix is paying 200 to $225 million each for two of them. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what Netflix is doing, especially if these don't play in theaters. Maybe international they can make some money. Uh, but if they try to do the day and date thing, Regal and uh, AMC, they're not going to want to play ball because they have to work out like... Regal worked at that deal that deal with HBO and Warner Brothers. Or, or maybe Netflix is looking to make a deal. Maybe. maybe they're finally like, like you know what? We want to play ball. Maybe Knives Out will be the one. We're like, yeah, this will be our exclusive in theaters Netflix for uh, 30 days. At this point now, uh, uh, Regal and AMC would be fine. They'd be fine with a 30-day window. Maybe, yeah. So maybe Netflix sees, due to the pandemic, the window has gotten smaller, and they can take advantage of theater owners now being willing to play ball with certain arrangements, and they can be like, okay, we can hold off our shit for like three weeks, four weeks, if you want to work with us there. But the thing is, the other studios, they, they're cutting them in on a piece of the action for the paid VOD stuff. And you can't do that with a Netflix subscription. Anyway, all above my pay grade. So, uh, Ryan Johnson, Daniel Craig, coming back. No one else confirmed to come back. Uh, so, that's that. Neil Blomkamp, right? Mm-hmm. Maker of sci-fi movies, mm-hmm. District 9, Elysium, Chappie, right? all, all very similar. 
he's got himself a horror film called Demonic. Okay. That just got picked up by IFC Midnight. It's a supernatural horror film. So I find it interesting. I mean, District 9 has like body, body horror. horror stuff in it oh. for sure. And uh, his movies get dark and whatever. But it's a, it's a supernatural, like about a demon possession type thing. So it's, it's definitely something different. This is a different genre, that's all. A different genre from a guy who's trafficked in sci-fi, exclusively yeah. sci-fi. It'll be a interesting diversion for him, for sure. That's that's for sure. Or, oh, my God, the time. The, where's the time going? Juicy Cogburn. Stephen Yoon is having what they call a moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Right? He's having a moment. Yeah. He's on the cover of GQ. Yeah, yeah. He's nominated for Academy Award for he, Minari. I mean, we'll, we'll see if his moment lasts longer than Jason Lin's. Come on! Jason Lin? Justin Lin. Jason Lin? Whoever it was. That, that dude played on the New York Knicks. Justin for, Lin. For like two years, everyone was like, this guy's amazing! We finally got gone. an Asian basketball player! And gone. There's a movie called Boogie that's playing at Regal. Uh, the trailer played in front of Promising Young Woman. It's uh, Eddie Wong's new movie okay. wrote and directed it and it's about an Asian guy in New York who wants to be a basketball player and the, and about being Asian American and a Chinese Asian American experience and it looks really good cool it looks really good I might go see it yeah. fucking Eddie Wang movie Wong Wong Eddie Wong am I saying that right I don't know you know what I'm talking about he lives in Orlando does he still live here he I know he grew to. up here I know he grew up here and that's what Fresh Off the Boat is about well, his, yeah, his experience then, is growing up here and then he did New York yeah but I think he came back because he had that, his reality TV show was filmed here. Is he back? That's awesome. That's cool. Good for him. Because his dad probably lives here. That's why. I think his dad still lives here. His parents. Uh, but they're all over on the, the other side of town. Right? Like the west side of town, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, that's your, those are your new movie stories. I have one Star Wars story, and that's basically that the Obi-Wan Kenobi cast... Is announced fully and production has begun. Cool. So Obi Wan Kenobi is happening. Uh, described as a limited series event. So mm-hmm. like a lot of these things that they're doing on Disney Plus, you know, just expect one series, un- un- unless everyone loves it, and they can figure out a way to do a second yeah, one. Precisely. Yeah. It's like, it's like a Grogu level hit. Yeah. yeah for sure. Um, Ewan McGregor, right? We knew that already. Yeah. Hayden Christensen back. Okay. Joel Edgerton back as Uncle Owen, young okay. Uncle Owen. Um, Kumail Nanjani cast Sung Kang the guy who's um, uh, Justice for Han and Fast and Furious movies cast um, Benny Safdie sometimes actor yeah, sometimes of the Safdies yeah. yeah cast ooh so there you go uh, Disney Plus yes, announced get, get, get one of the Safdie brothers on that fucking Star Wars set and yeah. let, let them make friends with somebody and then watch the amazingness oh my god yes. <laughs> let them learn and grow and infect the system yeah exactly uh, let's see what do we have any information here besides Christensen back as Darth Vader uh, Edgerson back as Owen it's, it's a, 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 can you imagine a Safdie brothers in the Star Wars universe <laughs> it's gonna happen <laughs> also O'Shea Jackson Jr what's up Ice Cube Jr okay and we also talked about this before. Indira Varma was the the, the the mom of the Sand Snakes in the in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. The Sand Snakes, Sand Vipers, something like that. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's coming, baby. Here we go. That's going to be a good time. Looking forward to the Obi-Wan show. Uh, a whole bunch of DC news. For some reason, a lot of DC news. Nothing on, on the Marvel front this week. Uh, James Gunn explains that he changed King Shark from a hammerhead to a great white because of the eyes. 
the hammerhead eyes yeah. are on the side. So far away. And uh, it made design-wise... Oh, sorry. Oh, boy. It made design-wise shooting the uh, other actors interacting with the CG element imp- oh, yeah. impossible. So they turned into a uh, 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 great ride. Um, I, speaking of Sly, I like that it's Sly Stallone. And obviously, it's his like, Groot character yeah. where he's just like, Hand. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's all he's got to do. Yeah. Yeah, good for him. And, um, and rip people in half. Yeah. <laughs> in slow motion in the rain. Yeah. And, and like f- f- the front half down the middle. Like it's like an awkward yeah. ripping. It's brutal. Oh, that's it's amazing. Be, that's going to be a good movie. They showed the new trailer, the new Green Band trailer in, uh, in front of a couple movies this weekend. Um, speaking of, John Cena as the Peacemaker is doing interviews. Any interview he's doing since Thought at Home. Yeah, he's just wearing his costume. Uh, so he did a whole thing where he, uh, he was talking to Charles Barkley for like NBA uh, TNT whatever, but he was wearing his shirt and everything, and they weren't even talking about the show. He was yeah. just like talking about other shit, but he was dressed as Peacemaker. Um, I'm willing to bet that his character is going to die in the movie because they're going to be willing to kill him in the movie because they know they have the HBO show yeah. that they're currently in production on, which is why he has the costume. Uh, it's going to be awesome, man. Yeah. Cena's about to be even bigger. He's about to be somehow even even more popular than and he already then, is. And, and then somehow we'll get Cena versus The Rock in a movie, but they won't be Cena and The Rock. It'll be so and so versus so. Yeah, 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 for real. Uh, <laughs> and it can't be it can't be DC because, like I said, Peacemaker is going to die, oh. so they can't do Black Adam versus Peacemaker. So they'll have to like, b- both jump to Marvel <laughs> somehow. I, I'm I'm just looking forward to seeing Black Adam give somebody the rock bottom, and for whatever whoever yeah. John Cena's superhero is, starts flashing his hands in front of his face. Yo, if Peacemaker, <laughs> if Peacemaker flashes his hand, I'll be pissed. But if 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 Black Adam does a rock bottom from like the moon to Earth, <laughs> yeah. I'll stand up and cheer in the theater. <laughs> There's levels of what I'll take in movies, and that that I'll, I'll accept. Speaking of Black Adam, they announced a release date, summer 2022, July 2022. Uh, and the, the way they announced it was they bought uh, advertising on, like, every digital billboard in Times Square. At the same time. Yeah, yeah. I saw the Instagram post The yeah. Rock did. Yeah, it's fucking expensive. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's expensive. So somebody's got some money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, you know how they get that money? By canceling other things. Yes. The, the Aquaman spinoff, The Trench, canceled. Um, I don't give a shit about that. No. But Ava DuVarnay's New Gods canceled. Oh, that, that could have been fun. Yes. Yeah, so anything New Gods would have been fun. She was an interesting choice for mm-hmm. it. So then she put out a post online. Cause I guess she found out like everyone else. So she put out a post uh, addressed like her co-writer and how she is like was super excited to bring the Jack Kirby world to life and everything. They were just teasing all the could have been stuff. Yeah. A real bummer that we're not getting that. But anyway. Things are born, things are die, things die. It's, it's tough. Um, next section, new media. Drew, oh man, I don't have time for all these stories, and there's there's some good stories in here. Pick some um, cherry pick. Be careful when you decide you want internet fame because uh, you may not be the person who needs it. For example, there's this guy who was uh, uh, hiding out in the Dominican Republic. His name is Mark Ferrin Claude Biart, an Italian fellow who was oh, a hitman for the Italian mafia. Yeah, he had a YouTube cooking channel, and the FBI found it, and now he's in jail. Yes, <laughs> his love for Italian cuisine and tattoo ink got him arrested. He kept his face off the videos, but they ID'd him with the tattoos, tattoos on his yeah. fucking arms and shit. Um, what a fool. 
What a fool. Yeah, if you're on the run from the FBI, you shouldn't have a YouTube channel. Since 2014, for trafficking cocaine in the Netherlands, he's been on the run, hiding out in the Dominican town of Boca Chica. Uh, yeah, what a dummy. That's awesome. Internet fame. Everyone wants it, buddy. Everyone wants it. Well, not everyone, but you know what I mean. Uh, and sometimes it'll get you fired, like a Walt Disney World worker at Disney Springs. Now, this... I brought this up for another weird reason. It's one of these things where it's like sometimes I'm on the internet and I'll see a video or something. I'm like, oh, that's funny. And then like the next day I see a news story about it. I'm like, what the fuck? Like everyone saw that shit. It's a weird experience. Open up TikTok and this guy is walking around Disney Springs and the video is uh, testing all the free water at Disney Springs. And he goes like five different fountains that he would like throw coins in and he dips his bottle in there and he takes a sip and looks at the camera and is like, yeah. And then a number pops up, three out of ten, five out of ten. Apparently the water that flows outside the Rainforest Cafe restaurant, surprisingly tasty. <laughs> well, I was like, whoa, that's interesting, right? This guy, this TikToker, Drusa Cogburn, is an employee at Disney Springs. Well, I should say was an employee at Disney Springs. This video blew up. Disney saw it. Did not like it. Got his ass fired. Uh, so be careful, guys. We got one guy being arrested. Another guy getting fired from his job just for having fun on the internet. Right? Don't have fun on the internet. Don't have fun on the internet if you don't want to face the consequences. Suffer the faces. Um, you hear about the little Nas X shit that went down? What, with, with, with his blood shoes? With his blood shoes. I heard that. The 666 no. pairs of blood shoes. So, being sued by Nike, uh, because they bought Nike sneakers. Yeah, and then repurposed them. But repurposed the logo's them. still there. The logo's still there, yes. But they, if they just took in, took in, if they just taken the logo off, but they would, would they have been fine, you think? Maybe. Even though the man has still been recognized well as Nike's? Exactly. That's the problem. That's the problem. Um, so their response to Nike being like, this is causing us irreparable damage, irreparable, uh, uh, you know, loss of income and revenue. Um, their response is that first off, we did Jesus shoes. Nike didn't say shit. So apparently they did Jesus shoes before this. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it wasn't a problem then. So this is just the other side of that coin. Yes, yeah, so now it's the other side. Now it's an issue. Second of all, uh, this is art. We made 666 pieces of art out of these shoes that we purchased legally. We repurposed them. We it, it, This is not... A Nike shoe that we're selling. Uh, Miley Cyrus bought a pair. She posted a, a, yeah. a Twitter post of her uh, uh, rocking them out. Yeah, if cool. they had if they had taken the Nike logo off, they probably wouldn't have had. An probably would have been fine, right? No. Probably would have been fine. Uh, so anyway, uh, a lot of people were going at little, little Nas X online, being like, "Why are you putting out these Satan shoes in your Montero music video where you gave Satan a lap, lap dance?" People were really upset about that part, but then no one says anything about when he broke Satan's neck. He broke his neck like Chuck Norris. Isn't that a good thing? We hate Satan, right? Don't we hate Satan? I mean... He killed Satan. That's a good thing. I mean, like I said, it's, just, people, the, it's just the other side of the coin, Chris. People being mad about it. They're being all mad about it. Um, so people are like, my kids love your music. Why are you doing this shit? And he's like, man, I ain't never tell your kids to listen to my music. What the fuck is wrong with you? People are like, my kids love... Uh, old Country Road. He's like, I sing about d- drinking, doing lean in Old Country Road. You're an idiot. <laughs> uh, he was going hard at all the people uh, trying to like chastise him because yeah. it's a bunch of bullshit. All the goddamn pearl clutchers and uh, who don't listen to the lyrics just let their kids listen or whatever. Yeah. You know, being called out for being oh, bad little Nas S- Well, he he's played on the radio, so my kids must be able to listen to it. it right? Must it must be good music? Yeah, fucking Old Country Road and the whole town road or whatever. Ah, man, it's fucking, it's crazy. 
it's crazy. We'll see. We'll see how it turns out there. Meanwhile, Seth Rogen puts on Twitter this whole thing about it. I'm just going to skip a story and give a shit. <laughs> Nobody, apparently. No, seriously, no. It's, it's a nonsense story about nothing. Um... Oh, speaking of Chet Hanks, big ups Chet Hanks' ex-girlfriend gets protective order against him after dispute in Texas. Cool. So he's a Good job, Chet. He so may, you're, he, you're, you're also a woman beater. He may be a domestic abuser, yeah, so be careful there, guys. Um, Hollywood liberalism and the hypocrisy thereof. Uh, Georgia has those voter laws that are uh, fairly uh-huh. restrictive and uh-huh. pretty shitty. Not allowed to give water to people waiting in line. Yeah, exactly. That's so probably a gift now, a campaign gift. Uh, somehow water will convince someone to vote one way yeah, or the other uh-huh. at that point. Yeah. Um, the studios who all enjoy huge tax breaks in Georgia, none of them are saying peep about this shit because they want to continue enjoying those tax breaks. So fuck you guys. Meanwhile, Drew, I saw this on Twitter. Um, uh, a bill is being introduced to the Republican-led for a long time Florida State Legislature to reintroduce all the the floor the film and TV tax incentives that they took away a few years ago. Um, and someone was tweeting about it, and it was like, "I'm bringing this bill to the floor. It's, it's going to have to have support. We really need to bring these jobs back to Florida." And then I was like, "Who is tweeting this?" I clicked on the on the link. It was the head. Essentially, the head of the Republican Party of Florida. Like, no shit. An actual GOP dude wants to bring tax incentives back to Florida. So, I mean, it may, it may happen. His tweet was like, I'm tired of seeing the Georgia peach at the end of every fucking thing that I watch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sick of that fucking peach, too. So, uh, we'll see. We, I mean, we specifically lost shows like Ballers and Bloodline because they took away those tax incentives. All that shit dried up. It's been nothing here for the last few years, except for one um, Oprah show where they built an entire fucking set out there behind some high school or some shit. You remember that a couple years ago? I think that's available on maybe on Peacock, actually. Uh, So we'll see if uh, we can actually get some work back here in the state for our... uh, I mean, shit, we have all the resources. It doesn't make sense to not utilize them. And... uh, Oh... Final story. Here we go. Definitely going to end with this one. Netflix doing what Charlemagne couldn't. Uniting all of Europe. Okay. Uh, Europe being so separated, you know, uh, so many different countries. For years, the entertainment, the sports, all of it has been relegated to each country. Yeah. So Usually nationalized. Very nationalized. French TV shows, French movies stay in France. English stuff stays in England. Germans stuff stays in germany netflix is just on yeah right so netflix is like here's a spanish show here's a turkish show and other countries are finally starting to watch stuff from other cultures and additionally they're starting to watch the same stuff at the same time which only happens in europe for eurovision song contest and uh champions league like soccer soccer. Yeah. yeah otherwise all of Europe is not tuning into the same shit at the same time, except now they are for fucking Netflix. That is some like opportune shit for programming. That goddamn, we can what? What can we do? How can we utilize this? What we need is a Netflix Europe Netflix like cinema crespity so thing that they will they'll, they'll love the Americans and their opinions. They'll love it. 
they have to speak English because I'm not learning all their stupid languages. They're, they're speaking the English. <laughs> Subtitles. They'll redub us. We'll be redubbed. As a matter of fact, you know what? But what what happens if the redubbed version becomes more popular than the original? Uh, that's because they love our faces. <laughs> so when we go on tour, we'll have to do a thing where we like open our mouths like we're puppets, and then people off stage will be yeah, blah, 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 yeah, talking for us. All right, here we go. Oh shit. Let me. I'm gonna turn to the audience here. All right. So, final thoughts for the episode. What did we learn for episode four thirty? Uh, of course, worship the Lich King, for he sh- shall show you the way to the dark side. Um, also, remember if you want to do a home improvement show, uh, you better be paying for those uh, repairs yourself. Drew Sakaiba, anything you want to add yeah, to no. this one? There, no. Okay, that's it. Well, thank you very much, listeners. Uh, Hang that up there and everybody that's over. Um, as you can tell, I found my soundboard. Drew Cogburn. Chris Crespo. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Uh, listeners at home, you guys are welcome for this week's show. And we'll be back next week with 431 and other stories. Uh, sign up for the Patreon. Kill your masters. We love you. Bye-bye. A PFT Media Production.